0: Welcome to Speak It On This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners And not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination Opinions expressed are solely those of the host Hey, hey, welcome back So January, 2021 It was very challenging for me. Hopefully not so much for you. Hopefully all of you are doing well. Staying well. God's blessing. I'm going to touch on a subject today that is kind of close to my heart because it's very heated. It's interesting that... Some people just kind of throw their hands up and say, oh, that's just ridiculous. I can't believe people think that. And other people think it's super serious, like the blood that flows in their veins. And it has to do with biblical interpretation in relation to experts. Okay? Now, Experts, let's touch on that for a second. The complication with the Bible concerning specialists and experts and what have you is that pretty much most people who have an opinion on the Bible feel like they're an expert. And And interesting as it sounds, it may just not be the case. Myself included, okay? Done a lot of Bible study, right? I'm not sure I would be so bold as to call myself an expert. Got a lot of studying behind me, years and years. From all different directions, have the seminary degree, have another university degree. So the thing is, uh, my specialization is kind of in argumentation, all right, in an, in analyzing people's arguments. And I got to tell you, I've heard some pretty pretty wild doozies from some people who are experts. Now here's. Here's the kicker: Experts can come in all varieties, but in church life, it's usually people with higher degrees and people who don't. Now, people with higher degrees—what does that mean, L.A.? I don't, I don't understand. Okay, that's anybody with a master's degree or a doctor. All right, and it could be an MDiv, which, by the way, is 96 hours why I'm I'm not getting into that um, if it's a standard master's degree 36 hours and then you have PhDs now PhDs are very 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 smart people okay not all pastors have PhDs most most of them have, What they call Doctor of Ministry degrees, okay, which don't normally require the big, thick, two hundred and fifty-page document that you got to generate to get that degree, and that's what makes PhDs different than other people. Is they've really got to generate supposed to be new addition information to the body of knowledge. Now. What is a PhD? Well, hey, depends on who you ask. Some people say uh, PhD stands for piled high and deep, and usually they're talking about poo. It uh, can also mean pretty hard degree. It's been my experience in church work. PhDs come in two different varieties. You have PhDs who are academics, true academics. An academic is someone who continues to do research, continues to write books about their field, and continues to generate articles for scholarly magazines. And they do that on a regular basis. And they never stop. That's an academic. Then you have what I call collectors. And those are the people that basically are uh, PhDs that, 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 that say... Man, I've just always wanted a PhD. That was just a life goal of mine on my bucket list. So they get the PhD, and then pretty much after that, it's like, oh yeah, boy, sure, I'm glad I got this. And then they drop off, and they stop doing all the all the research and keeping up with stuff. They may keep reading and jazz, but they're they're not generating a whole lot of stuff, basically. And so, at one time they were sharp as ever loving tack they may not still be there maybe they are, maybe they're not but the collectors tend to slide off into and, and then they like people to you know recognize the fact that they have a PhD and it's a hard degree and it's an earned situation, I get it but they're not true academics anymore because they quit learning. Now, if they keep learning, hey, they're an academic. But anyway, probably going to take a lot of heat for that. But that's generally how people look at it. Now, why am I saying that? Why am I saying that? Because in biblical studies, there are people That love to go off the reservation, so to speak. They go on tangents. And what is a tangent? A tangent is when you take one verse or several verses in the Bible and then you do what I lovingly call shoestring theology which basically means you're weaving in and out verses from all over the place. And if you're a PhD, you may have specialized knowledge of the languages, but that still may not mean your argument's worth a darn. Now, what a lot of these PhDs will argue is that well you just don't understand because you're not on my level. Maybe. That may very well be. But here's the thing the more you go off base of the biblical text okay, the more weird it gets. Now you might be thinking, LA, what are you talking about? They're going off of you know going off the biblical text, okay. For example, the Apocrypha used to be in the Bible. In fact, the Puritans were very acquainted with the Apocrypha. In fact, when the 1611 King James Bible came out, it had the Apocrypha. Is the Apocrypha considered Scripture? Well, depends on who you ask. If you ask a Catholic, then the answer is probably yes if you ask a protestant the answer is probably no and personally i don't think i don't think they are now they were given some credence by martin luther as well as john calvin but not this, not the weight of Scripture. Basically, they said, "You can." There's some good information in there, and I believe that's true. There is great, very good historical and even referential information in there, but it's not Scripture. So when you take an argument and you and you and, you, and you're in the Old Testament, and then you jump off in the book of Enoch, you have gone off. Base, you are now somewhere else, and because you know, because that's pretty much what the Gnostics did. I, I mean, you can jump off into the. I mean, because if you can do that, you can make an argument to to jump off into other stuff. I mean, all kinds of wild jazz the Gospel of Thomas, and and the Gnostic texts, and all this other, and and the, the Kabbalah, and you can just go bananas with that. And here's the problem. It's not Scripture. Now, there are many, many levels of people who are true academics, And the complication is sometimes, and I'm prone to this, we get too big for our britches, so to speak. We get people keep saying, Oh, you're so smart, and we start believing it. And that's the problem. Because the minute you start believing, Oh, wow, I'm really smart, that's when Satan's got you. And all of a sudden, you're going off uh, You're going off base There are verses in the Bible That we really wish We knew the answer to I mean it, there, there are questions For example, one of the biggest you know That keeps coming up That makes Most ministers just Want to pull their hair out it, it, People ask Well, where did Cain's wife come from? Don't know you know why we don't know? Because the scripture doesn't say so. And I don't care how many references you got in the Apocrypha. And I don't care if there is a a ancient document that says it's signed by Cain himself. It's not scripture. And if it's not in what we consider the canon of scripture... In other words, the old and new testament we've got, then it's you're going off base. Now here's the thing. Now why why does that sound so bad? Well, here's here's the the basic question. Do you trust God or not? Do you trust God or not? If you don't trust God, then you can't trust the Scripture. Because He's the one that made it, wrote it, and gave it to us. And you can't trust any of the processes He used to give us the, the, the collection of books that we call the Bible. And if you don't trust the Scripture, you got nowhere to go. I mean, you might as well be writing mythology. Because, I mean, and plenty of atheists have have called it mythology. (laughs) So I'm just saying. If you don't believe, then it's the Word of God. Then you might as well say the Ten Commandments aren't the Ten Suggestions. For real. And you can say, oh, well, no, this is a wonderful code to live by. Well, okay, no argument from me. But you know what? There's a whole bunch of codes out there. If, if I don't believe the Bible, then I can, I can go buy a whole bunch of different codes out there. I pick just pick one. Well, that's just not what I'm doing because I believe the Word says what it is, and it is what it says, and I believe it's 100% historically accurate, and then people will just bang me over the head with that. That's just crazy talk. Well, show me the archaeology. Because the stuff that I've looked at, you know, some of of the archaeology doesn't always collaborate, but it doesn't deny. Now, you you got some... Uh, archaeologists out there with with uh, axes to grind against the biblical text but here's the thing show me the archaeology show me your argument show me your science and we'll look at it and we'll see now here's the thing that I'm really concerned about more often than not is and and, believe it or not this particular book um, less uh, moderate uh, theology teachers who are academics believe this book is not actually Paul's I happen to believe it is Um, but here's the thing Paul is telling Timothy, trying to give him some advice. And in Second Timothy chapter four, verse three, he says this for the time will come when men will not tolerate sound doctrine. But with itching ears, they will gather around themselves teachers to suit their own desires. So they will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. When you go off of the main Bible text, you're going into mythville. That's what you're doing. Now, is there some value, possibly, in the stuff outside there? Yeah, but you have to use a lot of discernment. So, no matter what, in fact, let me me also go back to this degree thought process. One of the smartest teachers I ever heard... Never had a Ph.D. And there are many very brilliant people who don't have Ph.D.s. In fact, Francis Schaeffer, a guy who was a very big Christian theologian in the 70s and 80s, he had a master's degree. I think he had an honorary doctorate degree, but the degrees he earned were up to a master's degree. So here's the thing. Now, does that mean, you know, you can't trust PhDs? No, that's not what I'm saying at all. There's some fantastic PhDs out there. There's some fantastic people with doctorate of ministry degrees out there. But please use discernment. The minute they start really traveling off the main text into Mythville, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Just It depends on how long they live there. So if they take you off into Mythville and they camp and, and stay there and build a house, that dude or that person, you need to watch real careful and, and be very careful what you're hearing from that. But the people that stay on the text and say, oh, well, there's this thing over here, and I don't know, you know it mentions this. I just thought it might be interesting. Okay. point noted let's continue with the text but I've had some very very good people I know some very very good people that are just just off into la la land so please be careful when you're looking and listening on places like YouTube and everywhere else and do what the Bereans did in the book of Revelations you know uh, or actually I don't think that was the book of Revelations but hey the Bereans were commended because they checked out what was being said and you need to do that with everybody including me so with that thought in mind, I want to encourage you to please stay in your Bible study. Do it every day. And keep on keeping on. Thank you for listening to this edition of Speak It On. And as always, don't be afraid to speak the word in boldness and truth. And may God bless you.